0: Hello America and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from just the news where, you know where to get your news now, we're so grateful, 20 million Americans visited us last month, we're so grateful, we want to thank you, we want to keep earning your trust every day, but having 20 million people come to our website and read news is very rewarding, and you don't not only read, you use the dig in tool and check out the facts yourself, you make up your own minds, you don't take our word for it, I love that. You also pass along lots of great ideas to our various email accounts. We're thankful for that. Some of you have donated money to help us uh, do the Election Integrity Project and expand our resources. That's been amazing. Uh, I just want to thank you. And um, uh, we're, we're going to keep working every day to earn your trust and to grow when we can to get more resources to do more journalism that is beneficial to you because it's honest, it's transparent. We let you make up your mind. We're not into indoctrination. We're just into information. We trust you to look at the data and make up your own mind. And that's really why we started Just the News and why in December we're so grateful that eight months into this journey, nine months into this journey, that we have such a great audience. And uh, we're listening to you. We're working hard to um, to, to build a better uh, Just the News, a better podcast world John Solomon Reports and the other great podcasts we have. We're growing there as well. More news to be had on that soon. All right. It is Wednesday and we're in the middle of a week. Uh, The Supreme Court turned down one of the challenges we talked about since we were on air. Uh, But the Texas challenge is still sitting there. It'll be interesting to see if that challenge, which has a very clean constitutional argument, it's a basic argument that... um, Uh, Texas has been treated unfairly under the Constitution because other states conducted elections that violated the Constitution because they made changes to their election that weren't authorized by their legislatures. Um, And they're picking on four states or zeroing in on four states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, uh, and asking the Supreme Court to Preempt or stop their electors from being counted until these constitutional issues are resolved—a big ask, uh, for sure. A big um, lawsuit. We'll see if the State Department or the uh, Supreme Court takes that up in the next uh, day or two. Um, we're going to have a very special guest. Yesterday, I talked about the exclusive story we broke here first at Just the News about uh, the Papa John saga, John Schnatter a man who was forced to leave the company that he created more than three decades ago, one of the largest pizza companies. He was an iconic figure, always on television. You remember the ads with uh, great football players uh, like um, uh, Peyton Manning and others who would regularly prepare and make you laugh. They were fun ads that would often make you snicker. Uh, But they also reminded you that football and pizza went together, and then there were these claims of racism we just learned yesterday from the hard work that was done by former FBI Director Louis Free that uh, the original media reports that were used to create the controversy were erroneous, inaccurate, incomplete, much like those Russia collusion stories that we, we've debunked on this show. And at Just the News, pretty remarkable indictment by a bipartisan figure of respect, Louis Free, FBI Director appointed by Bill Clinton to the FBI, previously appointed to the federal bench as a judge uh, by George H.W. Bush. And before that was a pretty well-known street FBI agent who won accolades for his work, particularly in pursuing the mob up in New York. Uh, But Louis Free uh, put it down on paper and he showed us The difference between what news media organizations reported and what was actually in the transcripts. And when you saw what was in the transcripts, the context of what had been reported, these partial quotes and news stories, changed enormously. Uh, We found out that Papa John wasn't endorsing racism, that he never actually criticized football players for kneeling. He criticized the NFL for not resolving the concerns of the players. What a different take than what those headlines said. we literally dissected the stories and blew them up by showing us what the actual words were that John Schnatter uh, uttered. And um, we now have the benefit of seeing that. I think this is a, a story where the media let us down. We've had a few of those, haven't we, over the last few years? Um, and we're going to talk to John Schnatter what it was like to go through that, what is next for him, uh, what we should take away from the learnings of the Lewis Free Report. Uh, there's so much more to to dig into, and I can't wait to get on that. Uh, he's going to be here in just a few minutes. We'll be talking to him, exclusive interview with the Papa John founder, John Schnatter, a man who was victimized by a misleading media campaign that portrayed him as a racist, when in fact, he said he despised racism. He despised the N-word because he saw in his upbringing in Louisville examples of racism he never wanted to see repeated. What a remarkable story. We're going to talk to him and get his side of the story for the first time uh, in just a few minutes. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, a couple of important stories that have broken on Just the News. We're going to get to a couple of your favorite headlines, why they're important. And then we'll get right to our exclusive interview with John Schnatter, the founder of Papa John's and a man who went through a cancer culture uh, experience in the boardroom driven by a media that I think Pretty clearly, according to the Lewis Free report, according to the transcripts he made available, pretty clear that um, we were misled by the news media. All right, we'll get to that in a few seconds. First, a word from our really important, special, fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. (laughs) and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now. And when it matters most, let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code justnews at checkout. That's promo code justnews at fieldofgreens.com. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break into a new edition of John Solomon Reports. We've had a couple of important stories on just the news today. Uh, First up, a breaking news. We we told you yesterday about the Texas lawsuit. That's important. Today, the state of Arkansas, yes, the state of Arkansas is joining that lawsuit. So a second state that says it followed the Constitution and feels aggrieved that Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Georgia did not follow the Constitution, did not Conduct elections that were only approved by the legislatures, but made uh, electoral changes with bureaucrats elected and unelected who weren't authorized by the legislature to make those changes now challenging those states. A really important thing. So, first up, first important news item Arkansas is joining the, um, the lawsuit with Texas. I think other states. Probably red states will join. There's also word from the president, President Trump, that he would like his campaign to be involved in this lawsuit to join as a party. Uh, Interesting uh, development. This could be the lawsuit that gives the Supreme Court its next chance to say, are you going to get involved or are you going to stay on the sidelines? We may find out. We found out yesterday they made the decision to stay on the sidelines and not get involved in that Pennsylvania lawsuit brought by some Republicans, including a congressional candidate who lost by a narrow margin and tried to challenge the way the election was conducted. So that's an important uh, story. We're going to keep an eye on that. Now, um, I wanted to point out one interesting story today that my good colleague, Carrie Sheffield, did. If you don't know Carrie Sheffield, she's our White House correspondent. I'm sure you do now. You've probably read many of her stories. She also has a morning show on Real America's Voice Television Network, Channel 219 on Dish, Channel 240 on the Pluto on-demand, internet-based television service. Uh, Great reporter, great TV host. We're very proud to have her here. She has a story, the headline of which is, Did Non-Citizen Immigrants Illegally Vote in Election? A growing number of people want to know. And uh, here is something that I, I find really fascinating about this really great story she wrote. It turns out that for more than a decade now, places like Harvard... Pew Research Center, other research organizations have done surveys of non-citizen immigrants. They either here legally or illegally, but if you're not a citizen under the law, you're not allowed to vote. And they have shown as many as 8 to 10 to 15 percent of these millions of legal and illegal immigrants that are here say they have registered and in most cases voted in elections, even though there's a prohibition on non-citizen voting. And so the question then becomes uh, well, did they have any role in this election along with all the other things we've seen? And the answer is we don't know, right? We have some congressmen that said, yes, we've had one study estimate. We had st- one study that uh, would estimate that um, several million people uh, 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 who weren't allowed to vote that were either legal or illegal immigrants did so. That's an estimate. It's not proof. But I, I thought the most interesting part of Kerry's story was not only the statistical question that uh, some people would like to see answered. Several Republican members of Congress are quoted in the story saying, I'd like to see it uh, mentioned and, and um, uh, explored and answered so we know once and for all. But one of the interesting things was what Congress did to create this question. And you say, well, how could Congress create the question? Well, here's the answer. They passed a law in the 80s that made it clear that under the Constitution Uh, and under U.S. electoral law that people who are non-citizens may not vote in federal elections. Uh, That means you could be a legal resident here, a foreigner who's legally in the country, got a green card, you can't vote. And if you're here illegally, obviously you can't vote either. That's the, uh, the law of the land, and it's been that way for 40, 50 years now, almost a half century. Here's an interesting twist to that, which is, The same Congress, a few years later in 1993, a Democratic Congress at the beginning of Bill Clinton's tenure, they passed a law saying election officials, poll workers, can't ask someone who comes to vote if they are a citizen or to provide proof of citizenship. So they undercut the ability to enforce the law that says non citizen immigrants can't vote. Uh, So we have a law that says you can't, but we have no way of enforcing it. And Congress did both acts. That is a remarkable thing. And if you're concerned about this, you should go to your congressman and say, hey, what up? What happened here? Why can't? Why are we precluding election workers in the states from being able to make sure that the person votes is legally allowed to do so because they are a citizen? Why don't we have the ability to check that? If that's important to you, you have the ability to go to your congressman and raise this issue. Uh, Kerry has armed you with all the important information that you need to know the dates and names of law, what they say, the studies that show from Pew and Harvard, these aren't exactly conservative organizations, they're liberal leaning universities and research entities who say, yes, we've interviewed a lot of non-citizen immigrants who say they voted. Uh, And it is a phenomenon that could be a large number, at least according to these studies. We have uh, some of them from all different varieties, including one that says a few million to many million, Non citizen uh, uh, immigrants may have voted in this election enough to have changed the outcome in one scenario. Uh, We've given you all that data. We've given you the laws. If you want to have a conversation with your congressman, uh, you're now armed to do so. Check out Carrie's story. I think it's very important. She had some big interviews on her television show. Watch that as well. She's doing some great journalism interviews every day on Just the News AM, which you can watch on our site. You can watch it on. Real America's Voice site. You can also watch it on their television uh, channels, channel 219 on Dish, channel 240 on the Pluto network, which is an internet-based, very cool television network. You should check it out. All right, folks, that's enough from the Just the News headline fix in a few minutes. We're going to have John Schnatter, the founder of uh, Papa John's Pizza, the man who went through a remarkable cancel culture moment two years ago involving a race controversy. And it turns out the stories that reported on it that portrayed him as saying something were, as uh, 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 Louis Free himself said, completely inaccurate. Completely inaccurate. That's the former FBI director's word. We're going to talk to John Schnatter about that. You're going to learn a lot. This is a great story to learn about how news media, liberal activists, boardroom activists work together to eliminate a man or separate a man from the company he founded, the iconic company, one of the largest pizza companies, not only in America, but in the world. And they did so with a narrative. That a former FBI director, highly respected on both sides of the aisle, Louis Free said, was inaccurate, misleading, false. How do we know? Well, Louis Free went and got the actual transcripts and compared what um, John Schneider actually said to what the media claimed he said. Uh, obviously, the media hysteria drove him out of the company, but the transcripts show he said something far different. It wasn't about racism. He was actually um, condemning racism. He was actually criticizing the NFL for not addressing the NFL players' concerns about race, not criticizing them for kneeling. Uh, You're going to learn all that in a second, and you're going to hear firsthand from John Schnatter what it was like to go through that, what the takeaways are from the free report, and what's next for John Schnatter. Will he possibly uh, uh, be involved in more litigation? There's some ongoing litigation. We're going to talk about that. But uh, the real story of what happened to the founder, Papa John, coming up right after this commercial advertising break from our great sponsors and advertisers, the people who make this show possible. We'll be right back. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And I promised a special guest, and we definitely have him, John Snodder. You know him as Papa John, the man who gave us one of the greatest pizza franchises in the world, is joining us to talk about the story we broke yesterday on Just the News the uh, Louis Free investigation into the controversy a couple years ago. We learned a lot from it, and Papa John John is here to talk to us about that. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John. Proud to be here.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing story. I'm still hearing from a lot of my friends and, and readers uh, the shock of thinking that in 2018 they read these stories from the Associated Press and UPI and Forbes, and it turns out none of them were right. They were completely uh, misleading, uh, o- uh, particularly through omissions. Um, what sort of reaction have you gotten since the Lewis Free Report has uh, become public?
1: Well, as you pointed out, the media really this and ran with a false narrative. It was a feeding frenzy, as, as Louie put it, and um, it's uh, it's been fascinating to watch this happen and to kind of know what really happened and watch the uh, the false narrative. And uh, again, it's fascinating. I just wish, John, it wasn't me, but right, it's, exactly. uh, it's been a great experience. <laughs> it's, it's been a great experience, a learning experience, and just real, you know. Louis's credentials are impeccable, yes. and we're just really proud to work with him. And uh, it was my uh, my council's idea to get uh, Louis free on board. There should have been a special committee assigned early on to this to take a look at what the facts and the truth are. And they didn't do that, and uh, we did it. And uh, I think Louis's report uh, speaks for itself.
0: Yeah, it, it really has some pretty remarkable uh, facts, and I want to get to that in a second. But first, you know, for people who uh, we've just got become accustomed to Papa John's. We get our pizza there. We remember the Peyton Manning commercials. We remember watching football and you being an omnipresent uh, fan in, in, our, in our living room. But the story of how you started uh, Papa John's is so amazing, working in, in the, the back of your dad's tavern. God, I wonder if you could just give people a little thumbnail of the incredible story of, you know, this is really a truly an American success story. How, how did Papa John's come to be?
1: Well, just to make sure your audience knows it's better ingredients, better pizza,
0: Papa John's.
1: So now that we've substantiated that it, it's me, um, it, it is a true American success story. It, it's been a blessing. I'm probably the most fortunate guy in the world to have the blessings I have uh, besides my health and my family's health. Uh, right. The Papa John's ride was just, uh, it was a rocket ship. We had two fundamental beliefs early on, take care of your members take care of your employees and, and make a good product and the rest will take care of itself and those fundamental principles have served us well we did start in the broom closet in the back of eddie's tavern 50 set beers in the front 5 dollar pizzas in the back and we filled it up to about 5400 stores and uh that's when i retired so it was a great ride a lot of fun and a lot of success and uh, the funnest day of my life is when we get to get people promotions get a raises, and they get to go home and tell their family hey listen I got a raise. I got a promotion. And I'm doing real good, and that's that's the fun thing about building a big company. is you get to take care of, you get to take care of the people that take care of you.
0: Yeah, they they got you there, and and that has always been a big part of the culture of Papa John's is taking care of their employees. It had a high, incredibly high satisfaction rate among employees. But um, it, in today's uh, lose it and leave it world, where we, where everything seems disposable, you never left your your employees behind, and you you, you can see streams of. Testimonials over the years of people who really appreciated the corporate culture you created for the for the everyday worker and for the franchisee as well. Um, Now 2017 18 rolls uh, around and uh, uh, there's a patchy uh, or a a patch of turbulence and those of us who were sitting on the outside and didn't know what was going on. You know, would divine from these stories that were written in the Associated Press and Forbes and UPI and on television that there was a race controversy going on. And what I think really struck me in reading the uh, free report was how contrived the race controversy was. And I'll just give one example um, that really struck out. I worked at the Associated Press for 20 years until 2006. And there's a story uh, that said that you, um, you, uh, Papa John's was apologizing because you had made comments during a board meeting that you uh, that criticized NFL players for kneeling during the anthem, and uh, you know that was written into the lore. I mean, you anyone who knew anything about this said that was what you said, and then Louis Free brings out the transcript, and you never mentioned kneeling, you never mentioned the protest. In fact, your only criticism is of the when you read the actual earnings column. Your only criticism is NFL leadership didn't address the players' concerns and and resolve the situation. You actually are advocating that the players' concerns be resolved. Uh, How frustrating was it to see headlines like that know that you didn't say those words?
1: Well, it was hurtful and it was frustrating. Um, But to your point, remember, John, Papa John's is a family of small businesses. Our average franchisee has three or four stores. And so we're, we're a, a, a big chain, but it's made up of small business owners. And with 40% of our spend going to the NFL, and Roger Goodell and his uh, leadership team were not addressing uh, the issue with the players, it, it was hurting our franchisees. Right. So my call to action for Goodell was, Roger, you're hurting our business by not resolving this to the players' satisfaction. Will you please you know, wake up here? and do your job. Uh, but no, we didn't criticize the players. Um, we didn't apologize for kneeling or criticizing the players because we, we never criticized the players or criticized kneeling.
0: Yeah, you didn't at all. I mean, I've read the transcript now four or five times. I've read, uh, Louis free's assessment and you know, one of the, one of the, it's a very strong word in Louis free uh, having been a judge an FBI agent, a, um, uh, the FBI director, he chooses his words very carefully and, and he's not a man who often throws uh, big terms around but when he says clearly inaccurate stories he, he chose those words carefully and you can really see now in the forensic examination, AP says these things and then you go to the transcript and, and you didn't say those things, you, you don't even mention kneeling, you don't even mention the protests, you, you call the failure of the NFL to address the players concerns a debacle uh, and yet somehow that got turned around to, oh, my God, you criticized the players for kneeling. And you can't find anywhere in that transcript anything even remote to criticism of the players or the kneeling or the protests. Quite the opposite. It seems as though you're, you're badgering the NFL leadership to address these players' concerns and resolve them, right? Don't, don't let them go on to address them head on. How uh, troublesome is it that we have a media today that can't even get the basics of the story right? They can't even when they write a headline saying you criticize players for NFL, they can't back up that headline anymore. Were were you shocked when you got caught in the maelstrom to see a media unwilling to fix, correct, or even realize what they had reported in their headlines and their stories wasn't true?
1: Well, I'll give you the good news. The good news is there was a transcript, and to your point, I never said anything that was offensive with regard to race or against the players. That is the truth.
0: That is true. The,
1: the second the good news is Louis' report um, catches my points and catches the conversation in complete accuracy. Uh, now the bad news. The bad news is the board of directors of Papa John's did not do anything to correct the record on what I said. Yeah. And they had the tape. Furthermore, by the board of directors of Papa John's being complicit uh, with laundry service, the media uh, went along with uh, the false narrative, and so now you have uh, a lack of fiduciary duty, a lack of duty of care with the board of directors, and you have the media that's running with a false narrative, as Louis said, with a feeding frenzy, yeah. and I was, I think I was in a state of mind numbness, like how is this happening, how can they get it this wrong, and you kind of don't believe your eyes, you don't believe what you're seeing and hearing because it's so far from the truth.
0: Yeah. That's the hard part because you, you lived it. You knew what happened. And then you see this uh, false reality just projected everywhere. And it, uh, I saw a little bit of this, uh, you know, during impeachment where, you know, the, the you can't get a word in with the media. They won't listen. They won't look. They won't actually even examine what they've reported. They're just going to run with it. And it happened with the Russia collusion story with uh, President Trump where, oh, he's a spy. And Carter Page is a... As a, um, an, an asset uh, for the Russians, it turns out it was an asset for the U- U.S. government, for the CIA. The media had every aspect of the story wrong, and yet they couldn't be talked to. There was no willingness for a second to stop, take a breath and say, hey, what are the facts here? There's a second episode. So the first one is obviously the, the idea that on the earnings call you criticized the NFL players. We now know that to be blatantly false. You didn't. In fact, the only criticism you made was of the NFL leadership in not addressing the players' concerns more quickly and protecting the advertisers and the larger NFL family. The second one comes in a training exercise. You mentioned the company a Laundry Service, I believe it's called. And uh, it's a marketing firm, and you're doing a role-playing exercise on race to kind of get past the earlier controversy. And someone takes that tape, and they leak it. And the story that it's leaked to is, is Forbes, And it says, you use the N-word, and it uses a partial quote, which is, Colonel Sanders used to use the N-word, and then it goes on to talk about it. And they leave out the second part of your direct quote from that transcript, which is, and I would never use that word. Now, that changes the entire meaning of the Forbes story if that second quote uh, is added in there. Why do you think the Forbes reporter and magazine didn't use that second quote? Did they not have access to it? Uh, Did they have access and ignore it because it just didn't make it as good a story? Um, Do you have a theory what happened in that story that the most meaningful point you were trying to make when you made the Colonel Sanders reference, which was, hey, I don't use that word because all through my my youth I saw racism in Louisville and I condemn it. I don't want to be part of that culture, and they leave that out. Why do you think it was left out? Was it hidden from them, or did they intentionally leave it out?
1: Well, if you if you look at the pre report and you look at the testimony and the deposition so far in the laundry service lawsuit, it's very clear that the executives and owners, Casey Washerman and Laundry Service, intentionally uh tried to set me up and did set me up. It's also um obvious that several of the board members of Papa John's were complicit in an active way to help laundry service set that up. So the, therein lies the problem that she had is I didn't say on the tape anything that was racist. Right. So what I said was actually anti-racist. Right. So what Laundry Service did, they went to Forbes, reversed the meaning of what I said. Forbes did not do um, their homework or their background uh, check to see if Laundry Service was giving them the, the whole scoop or part of the scoop, or the, the true scoop, right? and Forbes ran with a false headline, and from there to Louis Free's point, it became a media frenzy uh, on a false, um, false narrative that was supported by members of the board, uh, the complete board of directors, by not um, correcting the narrative and uh, getting out in front of this, and then, of course, the media with their clicks and uh, getting in a hurry we're not concerned about the truth. They were just concerned about, um, you know, selling advertising. And that's what they did.
0: It's um, uh, in, in in so doing, they really sold the American people a, a really false story. And I, I want to go a little deeper into the point you were making. First off, you had no idea that that training ep- exercise was being recorded, right?
1: Well, the good news is, yeah, the bad news is, no, I didn't know they were recording. Right. The good news is they recorded it. See, there's two tapes. Both tapes, the first tape exonerates me from anything that could possibly be construed as uh, racism. Uh, racism. Right. Um, the second tape was the tape that they left. They left the tape recording going after I hung up for the phone, which completely indicts the executives at laundry service that they set me up. So, you know, is it odd or is it God? I don't know. <laughs> Karma's, a, Karma's a son of a gun. It is. These guys try to... These guys try to tape me to get me to say something um, that's going to hurt me.
0: And then it's And in the
1: same day, they tape themselves, which um, indicts them with a hot mic. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ironic that that the the taping actually helps me, and they were trying to hurt me, and the tape really uh, destroys uh, their credibility in their case, but helps me. Yeah. Is it odd or is it God?
0: It's a, it's a great question, and, and uh, the truth is, uh, the, at least for the first time, thanks to the free report and then also your litigation, we're getting a much more complete picture of that. Do you have a theory as to why a company, some elements of a board uh, and one vendor would want to get rid of the iconic person who made all of the success of Papa John's uh, possible? Um, as you look back do, do you have any theories why they would want to get rid of the best asset they had the face of the company the guy that had made this incredible partnership with the NFL and also made a damn good pizza that people wanted to buy day and night myself included um, wh- when you look back with, with 2020 Vision um, what, what, what do you have a theory why this happened?
1: I think uh, several of the board members uh, had their self-interest involved um, Shapiro wanted the $40 million in marketing and the $10 million signing package, which he got. And Richie told several people that if he didn't uh, set me up, then I was going to fire him and he would have lost uh, $6 million a year. So those folks violated their duty of loyalty to put their self interest first. The, other board, I, the rest of the board, I think, got duped and headwinked by two other board members and they panicked. They fell prey to cancel culture your point. And they went along with it. And I think by the time they realized that they were in too deep and they couldn't correct the damage they'd done, they couldn't take the hit. Uh, They didn't have enough solid self or personal integrity to own uh, their panicked state. Uh, I think they they got to a point where they could not um, come back and and take the hit and and own it. But can you imagine being a founder to build a 5,000 store chain for 34 years? And find out that your board and some of your board members set you up as a racist to get rid of you to get your company. I mean, it's almost so dark, um, so uh, evil, that it's it's mind-numbing to even think somebody would be capable of that. But to your point and to Louie's point, they wanted to get rid of me. And the good news is they couldn't find enough other things wrong with John. So they played the race card, and that was a fatal card in this environment. And I fell, and they fell a prey to cancel culture.
0: Is there? You look back, and of course, uh, in the process of this, you're actually making public statements, and the company's making public statements, apologizing for statements you actually didn't really make, right? Um, uh, how did that happen? And when you look back, uh, did what did you learn about? Uh, messaging management in a crisis like this. I'm sure this is, you know, you've probably reflected on it a lot, but um, there are moments where like even in the Forbes story, you know, your your statements are made to appear as though you're apologizing for having done something wrong. When in fact, your entire statement, when you look at it in the, in the uh, laundry service discussion was to make the point that the way you grew up, what you saw in Louisville as a child of, of, of racism and, and how African Americans were treated in America is something you didn't want to be part of. You didn't want to be, you condemn, you're actually condemning racism, racism uh, in, in the, the point you're making. And yet none of that ever got out. And it looks like you're actually apologizing for something you really didn't say. What happens in that that crisis management? What, what lessons did you learn about cancel culture and, and you know the cre- creation of a false crisis?
1: Well, John, I'm probably the luckiest guy in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the life I've lived so far has been a blessing. And frankly, the, the next, uh, the future of my life is going to be even a bigger blessing. So I have nothing to complain about. Right. I, I got knocked down by people that I really cared about. And, you know, that's okay. You know, we don't uh, need to put a, have a a small violin in a pity party. We need to pick ourselves up <laughs> yep. and dust Move ourselves on. off and, and get on. Uh, With life, I was very clear with this board that, hey, if they'll make up what they made up on November of 17 with regards to NFL, we better be on for bear on the PR front in case they do something like that again. The board completely ignored me. Uh, That came up in several board meetings. And I look back on it and I go, why did they lead me out to drive? Why did they lead me out to where I was vulnerable? And the answer is they wanted my company. They wanted to get rid of me. And, uh, so they, again, they couldn't find up an, enough things, uh, to, you know, legitimately get rid of me. We had, you know, we took the stock a share to $89. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they got a whole laundry service and they, uh, Colton fired and they set me up and, um, we are where we are, but Louie got to the bottom of it. the truth is out. Um, I forgive these people for what they did. I have no animosity. They will be held accountable. Right. um and um that's going to be that but um, uh, you know we need to uh we need to wish all the folks to papa john's the best the franchisees i love them employees i've tried to help them out they got hurt you know they got all the they just had all the layoffs they used the uh, move to atlanta as an excuse maybe maybe basically for a rift or for a furlong or just to lay people off right. i'm really worried about franchisees the worst place you could be in 2021 as a franchisee for Papa John's. So, I mean, they are basically sitting on a cake of dynamite. Mm. Uh, the mothership is not gonna look out for their best interests, So I worry about them, but um, I wish them all the best.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, and what's next for you? Uh, you? You obviously have an extraordinary entrepreneurial mind and you, you you built incredible brands and incredible product and incredible franchisees and relationships. What, uh, is there? What's left in your List of accomplishments that you want to try. What 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 can you do next in your in your career that is going to be satisfying to you and make a difference in, in America?
1: Well, we've got a lot of things we're working on. Um, a lot of fun stuff, especially with the betterment of uh, health for folks and the betterment of humanity. That's my my four criteria. Right. It has to be something that's in my soul. It has to better uh, better humanity. It has to be something I can scale up, and it has to be something that's sustainable. And so that that uh, the two things i look for opportunistic and uh, i got to be patient and of course patient is the hardest thing in the world for an for but <laughs> it's true isn't um, it i i just am so thankful for the future i'm getting ready to have i can't stand it
0: yeah no you're it's a, in the time i've gotten to know you that that optimism and that uh, That uh, is is real. It's palpable when you're around you. And I've noticed that in my own conversations with you. I think the the most interesting thing that I read in the report, and because I've done a lot of FBI investigating stuff, and I've covered the FBI for basically 30 years of my career, Louis Free went and did a full background check on you, kind of like if you were being vetted to be a cabinet secretary. And the number of voices that came forward in the African-American community to not only dispute the accusations, but... Uh, There were, uh, I remember a pastor and some others, they were actually indignant. There were members of the African-American community that were indignant that the media, the board, other people didn't come and ask them their opinion of you because you had been so involved in the Louisville uh, community, which has a large African-American community, a lot of franchisees for Papa John or African-American or minority. There was a palpable, and when they did this background check, uh, the people who were portrayed as the victim of your racism actually had felt victimized by the media and the board and others for who didn't solicit their opinion and ask them what was that surprising to you to see first that Louis free did that. And two, the, the the remarkable reaction of the African-American community seeing that this was a ruse and they were not even consulted to, to get their side of the story.
1: Yeah, you make a great point. We're in litigation with laundry service and uh, Louis free served under two presidents. So, uh, he's going to dot every I across cross every T six times. And yeah. Louie marches to his own drum. So Louie's going to do what Louis does, and Louie's going to do it his way. And, you know, thorough is an understatement. I, I don't know how many hours, probably thousands of hours, and he dug and dug and dug, trying to find anything that supported the, the position the media uh, took on me. And, right. and, it, and it just – wasn't wasn't there and wasn't that's why he has an that's why he has an impeccable record you know um adversity all it does is strip away the non-essential <laughs> interesting and, uh, it just does it does does and then it gets rid of the things that you don't need and that's the beautiful thing about going through something like this is you find out who the people around you that really like care for john right and we found out about the people that you know were just out of but you know because we're things or finance yeah yeah and and it's kind of like a snake um you know getting rid of its skin you just get rid of it and and you you move on and um so long and short of it i the black community and my my black friends have been a, a really a gift from god i mean yeah. they haven't blamed, now, now i mean you know we grew up in uh, you know, a town that was, um, you know, there was a was a high pro mix of both um, black and white. Right. And so I grew up with it. My dad was big um, with um, being active on um, the black community. He actually was with Reverend Elliot and those guys when Martin Luther was uh, in Louisville. Um, and he was. Um, it just wasn't any kind of racism or prejudice in our household was not tolerated for a, a minute. And it's just amazing how if you do the right thing, sooner or later it comes back around. And knowing that my dad, my grandfather, my parents always did the right thing and that these people came, uh, to my, really basically to my rescue when, you know, I was down and out, uh, it, it, it touched my heart. It's something I'll never forget. And it's just made me appreciate, um, you know, the people around me that, um, that really care and that I really love even that much more.
0: It is, it is remarkable that you can go through such a, a, a fire, you know, such a, an incredible uh, it, it personally uh, devastating or personally trying time and come out realizing that you had these friends and these supporters that uh, were right there all alongside you. And I think that that's, when you read that section of the report, it's really striking how palpable and strong uh, the support for you was. And, and not only the African-American Committee in Louisville, but across the country that um, they saw through the, the fake story and, and knew the real story about John Schnatter and Papa John's and the franchisees and the, the charitable work and all the things that you've done that got lost when that moment of the story erupted. And uh, it's an amazing read in the report. I, I was really struck by it when I when I read it, and it does show the sort of thoroughness that the FBI, an FBI-trained person like Louis Free uh, can, can do. Um, in the, the last few seconds that we have, what, what's the biggest lesson that you've taken from this in, in all you've been through? Uh, you talked about, you know, it strips down the experience for you to what really matters. But what are, what, what's the biggest lesson you'll take to, with you as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a, a just an everyday uh, American?
1: I think the biggest lesson is to be thankful um, for what, you know, what we all have, especially in this great country. And the opportunity to, you know, live the American dream and to share that American dream with others. I think forgiveness, you know, even when people do things as, as evil as what was done to me, you have to forgive them. You have to love them. You have to understand that they just did it because they're scared and they don't know better, even though they probably should. And you got to, you know, in, in, in our society, you kind of forgive, but you kind of don't forget, but you want to get to an Arabic situation where you forgive and you actually just wipe the chalkboard clean. Yeah. Start you know, over. Clean, yeah. done. And by the way, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a process, I assume. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. But,
0: God bless so, you for think, trying even this. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I think just you just really realize how much um, kindness and thoughtfulness and consideration and love and forgiveness. You just realize how important those attributes are because, you you just can't let it get you down. You know, you, you got, you just can't think and let it make you bitter or upset or resentful. And, you know, we're, we're going to do a few media interviews here and we'll get the job done. And then we'll go back and, and be John and go build, uh, go build something else and get yeah. on you know, with our life. So it's all good. It's all good, John. It's, it's resilience.
0: Good. That's what it is. It's amazing to see. Well, good. John, thanks for spending the time with us today and telling this very important story. The Louis free report was really fascinating to me personally. And, um, Well, it's another reminder that in this media culture today that the first word of something, the first word of news, isn't always an accurate word, and that it may be entirely something different when you dig in deeper and you find out what's really going on, that the surface news, the surface reporting isn't true. And I think this story really makes that point uh, a lot. John, we thank you very much for your time, and we wish you well and hope you you. uh, will stay in touch with us as this story develops. Okay, John. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, and God bless you too. Folks, we're going to be right back after these commercial breaks to wrap things up for the day. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with John Schnatter. It's an alarming thing to read the Lewis Free report and see how different the reality of the John Schnatter comments were versus what the news media cherry-picked and reported. I think this is another indictment, along with the Russia scandal, the Ukraine scandal, the Hunter Biden censorship of just how far astray our major news media and social media companies have come. Uh, They're no longer... In ensuring you the truth, they're often ensuring you a political agenda. And I think of anything, the John Schneider story, looking at those comments versus uh, what was reported, the gap ought to make us ashamed of the news media practitioners we have out there in some news organizations. And you heard from John which ones they were. Uh, but uh, an important buyer, reader, consumer beware about the current state of the media. We hope here at Just the News because we not only give you the story, we give you the underlying documents, audio, video, that we allow you to truth check us and check us out, make sure we're accurate, make up your own mind, don't take our word for it. We're trying to live a different type of journalism, perform a different type of journalism. We hope you find that valuable. If you do, click and read on us at justthenews.com. Go check out our great new television partner, Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish, Channel 240 on the Pluto Network, my one of my favorite internet-based television networks now. Uh, many different ways that you can consume us. But we're going to keep trying to earn your trust by being transparent, honest, straightforward, No agenda, no indoctrination, just information and facts. We hope we live up to it. If we don't, kick us in the tail, let us know. But if not, check us out often at justthenews.com. We have breaking news 24-7. We hope that's valuable to you, along with some great investigative reportings and interviews like the one we just did today with John Schnatter, an interview you probably wouldn't have heard on NPR or, or CNN or The New York Times. But you heard it here. It's an important story. When someone gets accused of something wrong, if they've been misportrayed, it's important to bring those facts to light and to clear that person's name or to give the American public the missing facts they were deprived of. I think today we did that with John Schneider. All right, have a wonderful night. We'll be back tomorrow with a great guest and some more breaking news from Just the News. Until then, check us out and have a wonderful, safe, peaceful, loving night with your family and friends. I'm John Solomon, and you've been listening to John Solomon reports the podcast from justthenews.com.